Morning Church. We're just so glad that you're here with us this morning. God's got something good for you. Yeah. All the time. He does. Yeah. Whether it's revelation from his word or his love, hope in your life. Maybe it's even correction, but you know, correction to get us on the right path is good. Amen. Yeah. Right deal. If shock me now, not shock me later. <laughs> <laughs> Scripture says he began a good work in us and he'll be faithful to complete it unto the day of Christ. So let's just approach the word of God and the message this morning in faith. So let's just pray before we begin. Father, we thank you so much. Uh, it's just like the song that we sang, Lord. We're no longer slaves to fear yes. and sin in our life. We're, we're children of God. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, open up our, our eyes to see what all this means to us. And help us, Lord, to walk in that freedom that you died to give us. And help us, Lord, to learn today about the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bible with you, and hopefully you do, if you don't have a Bible and you'd like a paper Bible. <laughs> I, I, I'm suggesting that you do get a paper Bible because when AI takes over, it's going to change <laughs> like, the word yeah. of God. We're, we're tur- yeah. Turn with us, so. if you would, to Mark chapter 16. We're going to begin reading in a moment uh, at verse 15. Uh, we turn to Mark chapter 16 in your Bible. The title of today's message is, Have You Received the Holy Spirit Since You Believed? We're going to share a message with you uh, today about the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The power of the Holy Spirit and specifically about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We spoke about water baptism last week, so we, we wanted to maybe bring in another aspect of baptism that the scripture talks about, different than water baptism. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is available to every believer. Why do we want to talk about this and learn about it? Because we're going to see that Jesus said it's going to enable you with heavenly power to be a witness for him in the earth. So do you feel like you need more power to be a witness for Jesus? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that there's any one of us sitting in here that would go, I got enough. I'm doing good. Right? (laughs) And I don't mean, when we say the power to be a witness, we're not talking about cold call street witnessing, like getting out on the street. Some of you are gifted to do that. Some of us aren't so gifted to just do stand out on the street and talk to people cold call. But we're talking just right here, right where you have influence in your life, in your home, uh, on the job, maybe with your neighbor, in the, in the school. Uh, and I think if, like I say, if you're honest with yourself, we all would say, yeah, I need more power because we've all chickened out at times, haven't we? <laughs> oh, you feel me. like, I just, yeah, this person <laughs> needs, I want to, and then we're wide, we, we just get tongue-tied. We say nothing. We chicken out. We think, we let our mind tell us, that's going to sound stupid or you're going to sound stupid. So we walk away and say nothing, and then maybe later on we think, I should have mm-hmm. said Something. The words seem to come to us then. Uh, and so when's the last time that you shared your faith, just gave a little sharing of your faith, of your hope in Christ, or even just look for an opportunity to share it? Right. There you go. Again, this is just to your friends or coworkers, your neighbors. When's the last time you felt like, yeah, I, I did that? And I, 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 I mean more than just... Sticking a little fish sticker like on the edge of your computer at work so people go like, I think maybe they're like a fall. Is that a walleye or is it a bass? 
<laughs> so like in our weekly prayer meetings, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we often pray for this as a church that each one of us would be inspired to have more confidence in the, mm-hmm. in the power of Christ at work within us, you know, to speak up in love to people and to live out our faith in front of an unbelieving world is so yeah. important uh, because we've heard this before. You may be the only Jesus a person will ever meet. In fact, we are the Jesus that people meet. Yes. Yeah. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father in heaven. The Holy Spirit dwells on inside of every believer. So as we, we're walking temples of the Holy Spirit, so we really are Come on. the Jesus that people will meet. And do we have courage and boldness to make him known? This is important. Yeah. Because he's relying on us. He is. You know, and so what if the Holy Spirit prompted you to pray for somebody? Or, or to pray, you have a sick relative, a sick friend, somebody sick that you know. He's prompting you to lay hands on them and pray for healing. Would you have the courage to do it? Boldness to do it. We are a church that believes in the power of God. Yes. To save, yes, but also to heal the sick. We believe that God moves through the laying on of hands and prayers for the sick to heal. And we believe that God delivers people from even uh, demonic oppression. We've seen that happen. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit that are still for the church today. We have to remember that God's kingdom is a supernatural kingdom. And we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. So we actually live, even though, yes, we are on this earth, but we are to be living by faith, knowing that we're a a child of God. We're a part of a supernatural kingdom. So the supernatural should not scare us. It does some people, but it shouldn't. And God intends to use us as his people. We're the body of Christ in the earth to be his hands and feet so that we manifest the power of God in people's lives. You've got to understand that Jesus, uh, he manifested the kingdom everywhere he went. Okay? And listen, it wasn't hooky and spooky. People wanted to be around him. Yeah. Kids (laughs) ran up to him. So when you think of the supernatural kingdom of God, you don't think of it as being weird. You think of it's actually very natural to be supernatural. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that being said. You know, it's natural for us to be supernatural because that's who we've been created yeah. to be. Did you find uh, Mark chapter 16 yet? Yes. All right. Mark chapter 16 is right after Mark 15. Gosh, you guys are getting better and better. <laughs> it's like pretty awesome. <laughs> but like Pastor Mamie said... <clears throat> Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And we're going to lay a foundation for uh, faith to be built into you to receive that wonderful gift. Mark chapter 16, we're going to start at verse 15. And he said, Jesus is speaking here. He says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe will be condemned. That's pretty serious, folks. Right there. That's why God is counting on you to be a witness for him. Just like what Pastor Mamie was bringing out. I mean, when's the last time you shared Christ? When's the last time you were in a conversation and you're actually looking for an opportunity? Oh, they're talking about some spiritual things. Oh, hey. And start off. Because it's an eternal 
destination. And there's only two. And we have lots of people that we love that we know have not received Christ. And so what we need to do is yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We need his ability. That's what power means, dunamis, ability. Uh, uh, So we need that wisdom, understanding, how to speak, how to say something, how to speak words that will move on somebody's most holy emotions within them so that they will become to a place where they choose. It's really important. Verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. If they lay their hands on the sick, they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and set at the right hand of God. And they went out everywhere. (laughs) They preached. And while the Lord worked with them, listen to that, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by signs accompanying signs. This is words to you and to me. It's, it's, these are really important. It says these signs will follow those who believe. What is it? What are the signs? Well, it's right there in front of you. It says that he, he's going to allow us to be a part of his ministry. Now, here's the question. It says to who? It, it's to the pastors and the evangelists. No one else. Hmm. Only those guys will be believers in my name. They'll cast out. They'll speak with me. They'll heal this game. <laughs> no. He's, what does it say? I would underline that in your Bible if I was you. To those who believe. Are you a believer? Yeah. You qualify. And if you qualify, then you should expect. You're members of a supernatural kingdom. And these are just normal kingdom life, according to Jesus. and the truth is many years in our ministry we've cast out devils we speak with tongues and you know we've laid hands on the sick and we've seen them recover God's doing great things and we want to see more amen Amen. this church needs to come on fire for God and throw doubt out the window What, what was it take the Roof off of unbelief or something? Where's Ben? You know that, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, like, it's no, kind man. of a joke at our house. <laughs> it says what? These signs will accompany those who believe yeah. or have faith. Have faith. Amanda, twice she spoke today of scriptures that we're going to look at. Faith comes by. And hearing by, yes, that's exactly right. And we hear the word of God preached. It it has the power to bring faith to us in our inner man. Because, listen, you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. We are more than just this fine specimen. <laughs> Ben's looking down. <laughs> That's what my daughter would say. 
look down, act like you don't know him. (laughs) Faith. We need to exercise our faith all the time. Don't put a lid on what we believe. Faith that God is talking about reaches out and accepts what his word says. That's the kind of faith that we're talking about. We're talking about supernatural faith. Not just normal human faith. Like, oh, I know this chair is going to hold me up. I'll sit on it. No, we're talking about miraculous faith. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Because are we doing the works? What does that scripture say? Who's, who's working with us and confirming the signs? Yes. Yeah. So whose responsibility is it? It's kind of both of ours. Ours to step out in boldness and his to, confirm, to, to perform. Amen? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Last week we talked about water baptism. Yeah. And the message today, again, is about the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And again, it's with the evidence. We're going to explain it according to Scripture with the yep. evidence of speaking in a, with a new prayer language. It's called unknown tongues, uh, sometimes just called uh, speaking in the spirit. But we intend to show you that it's a gift available to every believer when you're saved. And before we get into some more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we realize that, again, just the mentioning of supernatural works of God and gifts, it can be received by people in two ways. Some of you are like on the edge of your seat. Yeah, I like this. I'm excited. (laughs) Keep going. Your faith is already rising up. Exactly. And others are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe I'm in the wrong church. You're not. You're in the right church. You don't want to go up to Jesus and say, why didn't you do this? There's doubt. People have doubts. There's resistance, fears. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, sometimes people that come out of even new age practices where you were delved into a lot of the supernatural, Mm -hmm. uh, witchcraft, Drugs, you know, doing psychedelic drugs. Sorcery. Open you up to the evil side of the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And then when we start talking about God's supernatural side, it's like, whoa, this is all bad. I've seen seen people do that, swing from one to the whole other. And then there's this whole group in the body of Christ that are called cessationists. Right. And they believe that all the gifts have ceased. It was only for the early church. But really, there's not a shred of scripture that you can... Show me that proves that belief that it's all over with and done with. Come on. In fact, it's documented in church history that the, for the first 200 years of church history, signs and wonders by, by the supernatural power of God took place all the time. All the time. Everybody say all the time. And, and Amanda yeah. mentioned that during hosting she, the scripture that's up on the, the screen here, Hebrews 13.8. Because... Those works were done by the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. the Spirit of Christ. And Hebrews 13 in the New Testament says Jesus Christ is what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he was moving in the supernatural back then, he didn't quit. It didn't, his, the Holy Spirit's power didn't fizzle out. <laughs> I mean, God's love for us has, yeah. has not diminished or grown cold. It hasn't changed. But, but what has changed in people's hearts? Come on. That's what's changed. I mean, I've, we, you, you've seen this maybe somewhere on a marquee, but it's like if God seems far away, who moved? 
right? Mm. If God seems far away, who moved? Because God doesn't move. He's faithful. He's constant. But people's hearts can move. People's hearts can grow colder. And when people's hearts grow colder and change, their faith diminishes. Yes. And the, the operation and really the belief, belief is of the heart. Belief is of the heart and with faith. So is, if our faith diminishes, guess what happens? Mm. We we, move. The moving of the spirit diminishes in that way too. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's so, so true. People will ask, like, why don't we see these things happen now more in our midst? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Yeah. I know I have. Yes. It's really easy. There's one word answer. Unbelief. Unbelief. Now, if you're following us in the uh, reading, our one-year uh, one plan, New Testament, uh, you saw that Jesus in his own hometown, he could do no mighty miracles there. Remember that? He, Jesus, the Son of God, could do no mighty miracles there except he laid his hands on some couple brave people that asked for healing. If, if Jesus was stopped from doing what he wanted to do because of unbelief, well, we do the same thing. We stop him from doing and using us in a miraculous way because of our unbelief. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't people will think that God wasn't willing Right. But he is willing. This is part of the, the, the truth is that he is willing to heal. It's our unbelief that stops him. And then we turn it around and go, I guess God didn't want that to happen. And yeah. we can make a big mistake in doing that. He's, he was there, actually think about it, in his own hometown, willing to right. heal. But he, it's amazing. Jesus, he could do no mighty works because it says of their unbelief and you know people sometimes they don't like the vessel that god is going to be using yeah (laughs) i know that guy he's a carpenter i know his brothers bunch of and i know his sisters you know they got offended of him they were offended by who god was using and we could do the same thing yeah you know i mean we're let's say oh me lord forgive us they were offended because of the vessel that, they, that God was using. They knew Jesus. They knew. I mean, we all have a, a before Christ, don't we? And how many know it's hard to deal with your family to witness to your family? Yeah. Why? Because they know how big a nincompoop you've been. <laughs> and so they're like saying, jeez. God can't, God can't use work him. him. Yeah, that's right. But then I say, yes, he can because he used a donkey before, and so I'm not that big-eared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our thinking could put God in a man-made box. Yes. Scripture declares that the children of Israel put the Holy One, they limited him. Well, how did they limit him? Just by not believing. You know how easy it is not to believe? Just as easy as it is to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God wants to use you. I, I remember some old man of God years ago said this, and it's up on the screen. Some people's minds are like cement, except he was a southerner. He said cement. Some people's minds are like cement, all mixed up and permanently set. And I thought that's so true. 
Hallelujah. We that's not this church. We don't want our minds like cement. We yeah. want to be able to, we Come have on. a soft heart. We want the seed of God's word to be able to go into our heart and grow. Yes, not only into our heart, but we want it to flow out of us. Amen. Amen. We, want it, we want to display the kingdom everywhere we go. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's what stops it, is now we become rationalized. We think about, well, that, you know, that happened back then. No, it's happening today. And if we get rid of unbelief, it'll happen with your hands. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. So our part is to get our mind renewed with the word of God and allow our minds to change. Yes. Not fight with the word of God, but to accept and submit to the word of God. And then faith begins to rise up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we've titled this message, you know, again, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe. Come on. And that actually was a question that Paul brought up from the book of Acts in Acts 19. So if you would, would turn to Acts 19 in your Bible. We're going to go into and stay in Acts, Acts, the book of Acts. And, well, who knows? Yeah, might, we might, have might to go keep your everywhere. finger here and there. But <laughs> Acts 19, this was a question uh, that Paul asked when he comes to Ephesus and he meets some new disciples. Mm-hmm. All right, and so Acts 19, it starts with verse 1. It says, it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus and found some disciples. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, just stop and think about what he said there. That's the first question. He finds the did you believe, receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, no, we've not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And then, so, so Paul's like uh-huh. thinking, he's trying to locate them and help them now in their spiritual understanding. Because they're right. like, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And he said, well, then into what were you baptized? And they said, well, we were baptized into John's baptism. Uh-huh. And it said, Paul, and Paul said... John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him. Right. That is in Jesus. So Paul explains that John's baptism, John the Baptist, as we know he was called, he was the forerunner. Scripture says he was the forerunner to Jesus' ministry to prepare the way for people's hearts to be prepared to actually hear the gospel. Right. To repent from their sin and so they could be ready to hear the gospel. uh, Knowing that Jesus was the Lamb of God. That's what John the Baptist said when Jesus was baptized by him. You know, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so he explains that to them. And then it says in verse 5, when they heard this. They were what? Baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And because Paul found and located them spiritually, we were baptized under John. So if they were baptized under John, they heard John preach. And just like what you were saying, they heard the the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so they were looking forward to who was coming because of the way John preached. And so they, he preaches to them, and it says there they were baptized in the name of Jesus. That was like our water baptism, you know, yeah. baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
buried, buried with him. him in baptism, raised to newness of life. Amen. And everybody yelled and screamed and danced. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Full immersion is what Bible teaches. Amen. But look at this. Let's go, let's go on. Let's notice this. And Paul does what? He lays his hands on him. Do you know that the laying on of hands is an elementary doctrine of Christ? Elementary doctrine of Christ. So as followers of Christ, we should be uh, partaking of that ministry. Amen? Amen? He wanted them to, it's, 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 he laid hands on them. The Holy Spirit came on them, and they were, began to speak with tongues and prophesy. They received the Holy Spirit, and they did what? They spoke in tongues, and they were prophesying. But notice what the Holy Spirit came on them. Right, good. Came upon them. Came. Because they were already born of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in you if you're born again. This is a subsequent event that happens after you're born again. Yeah, so... you know, when we say this, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And some, and it would be a normal question right. to say, well, I thought I did receive the Holy Spirit when I believed. And when we did, we are born of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus described the work of the Holy Spirit. When you think about the woman at the well, right. he said, I have, I'm going to give you living water that will become like a spring of water bubbling up unto eternal life. So he described it like as a well of salvation. That's, that's when we are born of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. He comes to dwell on the inside yes. of us. But then he also, as we're going to see in Scripture, Jesus himself speaks of a, about a subsequent gift of the Holy Spirit, which he describes as an empowerment and that's part of what we're going to see to do to be a witness for Christ. And, mm-hmm. and even Jesus, at one of the feasts, when he, he stood up and he said, you know, if anybody believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living rivers. water. And it said he spake he of the spirit that would come. After he was glorified. After he was glorified. And so sometimes we've likened to the baptism of the Holy Spirit is... Because you're going to go out into the world, sort of like this river of living water that yes. you're bringing life the, the, to people who don't know him. And so one is the spirit within us, but this is described as the spirit came on them, yeah. upon them. Um, so turn back now, if you would, to Luke 24. Where were we here? With? Luke 24. Yeah, Luke 24. Hold your finger and axe. We're going to go back there. I just want to look at some scripture uh, to let faith rise in our hearts yes. to see that these things are available and meant for us today. So Luke twenty four forty nine. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, at the end of this chapter, I mean, this chapter is just has so much in it. He appeared to some of the, his disciples in his resurrected body, and they were stunned. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like. He's eating, give me a piece of fish. He eats a piece of fish in front of them. He's there in his resurrected body. And then it said, he, and if you look at verse 45 in that chapter, it just says he opened their minds to yes. understand Glory the scripture. To 
and how he's the fulfillment of it all. He's standing in front of them saying, I'm the fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures. He opened their mind, which is another thing we have to understand really is that you cannot give yourself revelation of the scripture. We have to trust the Holy Spirit to open our eyes. We have to ask, open my eyes to see. So Jesus knows that he's going to be ascending back into heaven at the right hand of the Father. And he wants his believers, his followers, to be clothed with power. Yes. Obviously, even though they did the works, the, the, the 12 disciples had done the works of Jesus. And he, then the 70 went out. The 70 went out, but he also saw how timid they became with persecution and how right. Peter denied him. And so he's like, you all need clothed with power from on high before you become a witness for me. And so look at verse 24. This is Luke chapter 24, verse 49. This is Jesus speaking. And look, he says, I'm sending the promise of my father. Where? Upon you. Upon you. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed Clothed. with power from on high. All right? So the disciples had already been born of the spirit. In John 20. In John 20. I believe that happened then when Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But this he's describing as the Holy Spirit's power coming upon you. Right. And when, it, when he does, you're clothed with power from on high. Yeah. And so there is a, the Holy Spirit within us and there's a Holy Spirit upon us. When you start to look at this in scripture, you can see that. Then if you just go forward a little bit in the Bible or towards the back, it's whichever way you want to go. We'll get it figured out. <laughs> Acts chapter 1, <laughs> just say it that way and then you know. <laughs> yeah. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. There we begins are. Begins with verse 4. Here's Jesus again talking about this same promise of the Spirit mm-hmm. that the, the Father, he's saying the same promise of my Father to send the Spirit. Yes. Acts 1, 4. It says, being assembled with them, he commanded them. That's a big word. That's a big word. He commanded them, don't depart from Jerusalem. Like, in other words, don't get out there and spread the gospel here, but wait for the promise of the Father of which you've heard Mm -hmm. from me. So he's talked about this frequently with them. Yes. Verse 5, for John baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And, All right, not many days from now. And, and then the disciples didn't quite get it. Yeah. They're thinking Jesus is going to set up his earthly kingdom right then and there. So they're asking, oh, is this the time you're going to set up your kingdom? And he, he's saying, well, that's all up to the Father, but this is what's important right now. Put your ears on this. Yeah. You know, you'll receive power and then you'll go to back. He'll go, take a look at what it says there. Take a look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. 1, verse 8. This is Jesus speaking. And you shall receive power. I don't know, whenever Jesus makes a promise, I want it. Yeah. (laughs) I want it. He's like, when I was... When we first got turned on to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I had a tenacious heart, thank God. Mamie instantly was filled, and me, I had struggled. But I told God, if anybody else in this world and on this planet is going to get filled with the Holy Ghost, it's going to be me. 
<laughs> I mean, you got to want it that bad. <laughs> he says, but you will receive power. We've got to understand that word because we think that we're going to be like Hercules, or, but it says ability. We need ability to be a witness for Christ, amen? Efficiency and might. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Ability, efficiency, and might. Boy, don't we need that? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody in here who's satisfied with their walk with God? No, it's like a, it's like a holy dissatisfaction that we have because there's always more. And you, I circled in my Bible as I read through it, it says, God is much more, much more, much more. Yeah, we need it. Amen. Amen. Having the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit will empower you to be a witness for Christ. And this, this world needs witnesses for Christ, true witnesses for Christ. You know, there's a lot of people that say they're Christians, a lot of people. And sometimes that can turn the world off. But uh, if we're walking with Christ and we're endued with this power, and we're, we're able to lay hands on their family to, to see a healing, well, that could change stuff. Amen? Yes, it can. You know, we need this power. Do you know that Jesus and the part in my Bible that keeps falling out <laughs> because I look at it so much is... Turn to it, John 14, 12. John 14, 15, 16, 17 is, the, is just my go-to life-giving. John 14, John chapter 14. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Truth means reality. Jesus is the reality. Amen? This is what Jesus is saying. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. You ever use your imagination and see yourself doing the works that Jesus did? Opening blind eyes? We need to start doing that because that's going to inspire our faith that will help you understand that God is asking you to start to believe these things. He says, the works that I do, you will do also. It doesn't say, uh, read, read again. Truly, truly, I say to you, only the pastors, only the apostles, uh, <laughs> only evangelists. No, it says Who? So ever believes. believes. That's you. And me. Yeah. That's you and me. We've got to ask the Holy Spirit to help expand our thinking. Yeah. We want to think with the mind of the Spirit. If we think with the mind of the Spirit, we're not going to put God in a box. <laughs> Look at this. Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. 
Do you need power to be a bolder witness for God? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want more power. I, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I mean, completely sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I don't want him to yell at me. I want him to kind of like, you know how you do dads? You can direct your children by just your eyes. <laughs> or you get that dad look. Whoa. <laughs> we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I mean, that should be a prayer for all of us. Because I don't know about you, I want to do the works. I want to do more with these works. Yeah. I want to do more of these works. I want it to be just like the early church, it, it, the first 200 years. Miracles, signs and wonders were constant. And what changed? Unbelief stopped it all. But we're a group of believers in here, amen? amen. Yeah. And look at Acts 14, 114. Go to Acts one fourteen. So, you know, Jesus had talked to them. We see that in Acts chapter 1. He says, wait in Jerusalem till you're endued with power from on high. Uh, and yes. so the disciples go to the upper room. We see that. There's 120. It says men and women, including Mary, Jesus' mother. And it says with one united heart. There you go. And they devoted themselves to prayer and to wait for the promise of the Spirit. All right. They weren't sure what this meant. They didn't know what the baptism, you're like, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They knew baptism meant immersed, like fully covered, like the way we talked about baptismo mm-hmm. means fully immersed in water. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, all they knew was Jesus said, you're going to be clothed with power from one high. Maybe they prayed because it took 10 days until the day of Pentecost, clothe us with your heavenly power, Lord. You know, baptize us with the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what was going to happen. But 10 days later, on the day of Pentecost, we read Acts 2, 1. It says that when the day of Pentecost had come, you know, they were all together in one place. This is when they were in the upper room. And suddenly... A sound from, like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house nice. where they were sitting. Verse 3, and there appeared to them tongues as, of a, as a fire being distributed and resting on each of them. And they were what? All filled with the Holy Spirit and began to do what? Speak in other tongues as yeah. the Spirit enabled them to speak. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in these unknown tongues that were actually recognized by the people outside because the people, the Jews outside who had come for a feast said, we hear you praising God in our own native tongue. Like what is happening? But how many were filled in that upper room? Yeah. All of them. That's good. It said all of them. They didn't, again, they weren't asking for new tongues. I'm sure to them it was even strange. But this is part of the issue, I think, with us today. Yeah. And like, well, yeah, God on. has God's going to do it the way he's going to do it. And language is important. And this is what we're going to look at next week as we just uh, fill in some more about the baptism. It's, an, it's a prayer language. Yes. There's a public and a private prayer language for this. We're talking about the private prayer language that every believer can have. Yes. That you're praying 
mysteries and secrets to God. And it, this doesn't mean things outside of the word of God. It just means things that you don't, you don't get. Right. We don't understand maybe the plan and purpose for, of God for our life. But sometimes you can only go so far in your prayer of understanding. Oh, God, help me, help me. I don't know what to do. And how many times have I, you know, I just find myself, I'll just pray in the spirit, just yeah. thinking, I'm praying out the will of God. I don't know what it is. The devil doesn't understand this language. But I could be praying out the will and plan of God for my life, for my kid's life, for the people around me, maybe for somebody across the world. Yeah. And so there's a power and a need for this. And also, we have found that it d- did give us greater boldness in yes. our life to just begin to talk to people about the Lord. I mean, I would want to go into that, but I can remember when I was a nurse at the time. And I would just start talking to the nurses about, you know, I didn't say I was filled with the Holy Spirit, but I began to just witness about God's doing something in my life. I don't know what it is, and I'm starting to get more interested in the Bible, and they didn't understand. I mean, I remember one of them saying, what is, like, sort of like, what's up with you? Like, you talk about this all the time now. And I'm thinking, I guess I do. I don't know. It's just this prominent thought in my mind and heart. Like, I want to know God. I want to understand his will. And so this is how... The baptism of the Holy Spirit can work in our life. And so here's Peter, who denied, like a little bit over a month ago, he denies knowing the Lord. I mean, think about Peter's life. Yeah. Three years of ministry, he's, he's given authority by Christ to go heal the sick and, you know, cast out demons. He saw all this happen, and yet well, he cowered. You know, when that girl said, well, you know, you know Jesus. No, I don't know him. He denied Christ. Yeah. So here he is now on the day of Pentecost after he's filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. He goes out and preaches this sermon fearlessly. Yeah. <laughs> to the Jews, showing them your need for repentance and forgiveness. Like, you crucified the Christ. You're like, this is bold. Yeah. And he tells them, if you're in the, in the Acts right there, if you look at verse 33, just lay your eyes on it. He tells them that what you're seeing and hearing, what you're seeing and hearing yeah. <laughs> is the fulfillment of the Father's promise of the Spirit. So he's, he's referring back to the fact that they were speaking in these t- languages and that supernaturally it was, they didn't know the language, but it was understood by the people there. Yeah. And he's saying, this is the promise of the, of the Father, the promise of the Spirit coming from the Father. And then look at Acts 2.39. He says this at the end of the preaching. For the promise of the Spirit. There we go. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for who? For you and for who? And your children and yeah. for all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. Mm. Is he still calling people to himself today? Is he still Amen. saying... Come and know me. Yes. Oh and you know, 3,000 people were saved that day and baptized that day. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Power moving forth. That's right. Move, it, those words are, are really what move the most holy emotions yeah. in those people. And that's what the Holy Spirit will help you do. Yeah. He will help you do it. Look at, uh, as you keep reading in the book of Acts, you see, uh, the, there were so many people that came to church, then all of a sudden uh, they needed some help. And they they started to be able to feed widows. And, and then the apostles said, we can't do this. We want to spend time in prayer and reading the word so that we can minister to people. And they said, go choose some people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. 
and there's Stephen. The Bible says he did signs and wonders and miracles. They said he was awesome in that. But, and then there's Philip, who later on was an evangelist, but right at this time, Philip is just, what was their ministry at church? Waiting on tables. Serving food to the widows, yeah. Do you need some more fries? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you need some more lamb. These are just normal people. But they yielded themselves to the Spirit of God. You know, the Bible declares that all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. So that's kind of like a qualifying thing. You know, well, there's a lot of people who say they're Christians, but there's an acid test right there. If we're going to be led by the Spirit of God in our daily life, we have to know Him. We have to know who He is. We, know to, we need to know and understand His characteristics. We have to be sensitive to him. If, if we're, and this is what happened to us. We were filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm telling you what, we became very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. Moms and dads, you need to be led by the Spirit and how to raise your children because they're going to face stuff that we can't even imagine. I mean... I'm almost 70 years old, and I see a major change in, in the culture. And worldwide, not just in the United States. Another five years? That's why we need to understand and be filled with the Holy Spirit, because God is counting on us in this generation to help other people come to the place of salvation. Yeah. Those who believe will be saved. Remember Mark chapter 16, those who don't believe will be condemned. We don't want anybody condemned. But we want people saved, amen? We want people saved. Look at Acts chapter 8. Look at Acts chapter 8. Here's Philip. Here he goes. Philip, led by the Spirit of God. All right, go down to this city in Samaria. You know, God helped him by <laughs> moving them out of Jerusalem, which he's asked them to do, but that's another story. We'll see how it's important for the early church to make sure people were filled with the Holy Spirit. Really important. Look at verse 5. Philip went down to Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip. As they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For unclean spirits, crying in a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. And then look at verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women. So they're born again. You see that? They're born again. They believed. They're born again. They were water baptized. They're born again. I love it. Joy in that city. Let's talk about Butler. It's because everybody here is going out. Everybody here is going to follow the good and the great commission. Hallelujah. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip in preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, 
they were being baptized, men and women alike. Look at verse 14. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem, remember, Philip's just waiting on tables. So when the apostles heard in Jerusalem that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might, what? Receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon them. Not yet fallen upon them. A subsequent event after being born again. They were simply baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and they began laying their hands on him and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. They were receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, there are... Remember when Paul was on the road to Damascus and was blinded because Jesus kind of confronted him? Well, he went and he was in a specific home and Jesus spoke with a man named Ananias. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't an apostle. He wasn't a prophet. He was just like Philip. He was just like Stephen, just like us, normal folks. And he said, go, lay hands on him so he could receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Normal people, just simple believers, simple believers. I'm looking at a bunch of believers right out here. See, you know what? We've gone to many scriptures here that will help you understand you're qualified for this. You're qualified. Receive it. You know, we've got so much more to do (laughs) and say because we could go on and on with this. But uh, I think that... uh, we're going to continue next week with this, like what Pastor Mamie was saying, that we were going to take a look at, make a distinguish between the public and the private. Yeah, there's a public gift of tongues with an interpretation, tongues and interpretation. We're going to look at that from First Corinthians. And then there's the private, which is what we're talking about today. Because scripture goes through the... And the Apostle Paul writes about this, right. about praying with our understanding and then praying in the spirit. He talks about singing yeah. with our understanding and singing in the spirit. So are there ways that the outworking of the baptism, the Holy Spirit works in our life uh, that we believe that there's these scriptures and describing the experiences of them. Every believer needs to become familiar with this so that faith can begin to rise in our heart. Amen. If we never hear about it, then we have no faith. But as we hear about it, we believe we want your faith to arise. We want you to receive everything that God has for you and do the works. Have the courage, the boldness to do the works that God has called each of us to do. Um, And so we're going to just close with prayer here. We are going to, after we close out, uh, we would invite you. 
Some of you are like, yeah, I want to I know more. I want somebody to pray for me. I want somebody to lay hands on me. And, because often laying on of hands is a point of contact for release. And God flows through other people's hands. This is why he says lay hands on them. It's not my hands or someone else's hands. It's the power of Christ working through these hands. But he needs hands. Yeah. And so when we're willing and we're believing God clothe this person with power from on high, something supernatural happens. Yes. And so if you are, feel like, yeah, I'm ready to receive, I want prayer for this. After we close out, where they're going to have a few prayer workers just come up here to the front available to pray with you yes. to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, Father, we just thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that when you ascended up into heaven, you said, I won't leave you as an orphan. I'm going to send another comforter. Yes. That another is one just like you. So that we can do the greater works that you've called us to do. Jesus, I thank you for helping us today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for helping us to understand and opening up our eyes. I pray, Holy Spirit, that faith would arise in all of our hearts. Yes. And even for people that have been filled with the Holy Spirit in the past, that this would reawaken the need to pray in the Spirit, to be being filled with the Spirit, as it says in Ephesians 5. We need some refilling, some of us. We need to let this river of living water flow from from our innermost being. And so we worship you, Lord. We thank you that when people come forward for prayer, our belief is that people will be filled You will not deny anyone. That's right. We thank you for that. The first step is to be born again. Yes. Being born again. I want to give everybody the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross to shed his blood and pay the price for your sin and for my sin. Because that's a price we could never pay. Ever. He willingly, he showed his love. Heaven showed his love for you personally. By going to the cross, being tortured, tormented, dying on the cross, shedding his blood for the forgiveness of sins, going to the grave, third day again, rising up from the dead, which was proof to all involved that your sins are paid for. The Bible says that Jesus was raised from the dead when you were justified. That's pretty amazing. If there's anybody here that's ready to surrender their life to Jesus and walk with him all the days of their life. ask you to raise your hand high enough so I can see it. We'll say a prayer, and you will be born again. And then afterwards, come up here and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Praise God. Are you watching online? See you next week. We'll lay hands on you. You'll get filled with the Holy Ghost. You'll be a witness for Christ. You'll be in an exciting life for the rest of your life. Glory to God, glory to God.